Welcome to another episode of the Miami Real Estate Show. As always, brought to you by The Black Box, the solution, the website, the content, the marketing, lead generation, the sales, lead conversion training for real estate agents. If you want to learn how to generate more leads, how to convert more leads into clients, how to have the website, the content, the email marketing automation, the CRM, it's all included in the black box. You can click in the link below. You'll find more about it. All right. Now, I want to introduce again to the Miami Real Estate Show for the second time, my dear, good, good, good friend, Darren Tensi. Darren, welcome. My dear, good, good friend as well. Great <laughs> to see you. Thank you very much for having me back. My, my pleasure, man. Uh, where are you at right now? Uh, right now, I'm in uh, my apartment, which, uh -huh. is, which is my home office. Uh -huh. uh, I am. Uh, I'm proudly at the uh, the Ritz Carlton residences of Miami Beach. Unfortunately, yeah, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately. this is a uh, this is a new development for all those who know Miami Beach and have been following the project. Uh, it's been uh, it's, it's taken some time. We uh, we proudly got our TCO right at the end of uh, 2019 with people starting to move in. Uh, I've been on the project since June of 16. I've been speaking very highly about uh, both. Uh, Douglas Elliman's Development Marketing, who I uh, proudly work for, Lionheart mm -hmm. Capital, who has tirelessly put together this project, and uh, you know, last but not least, of course, is uh, the Rich Carlton, uh, to whom is managing this beautiful project. We're 110 residences on seven and a half acres, mm -hmm. 68 different floor plans, and importantly, today we have 20 different residential elevators. And we're right in the heart of Miami Beach on 47th Street. So you're minutes away from everything, but you're also sitting in paradise on Surprise Lake. And uh, it's, uh, I couldn't be happier to have been selling this project for so long, but now I call it my home. There you go. And, and here, here's the thing, Darren. One very interesting uh, different angle from today is that you are not an in-house agent 100%. All right. right? You are a true listing agent, all right? And I know some of your properties, and we were talking off the phone, uh, on, the, on the phone before the interview today, you have some listings in excess of $15, $60 million, which we're going to talk about right now. So please pay very close attention because now you're going to get an angle from an agent that has been working, not a pre-construction development, and a Rick Carlton pre-construction development for the past four years, but also has a huge listing uh listings amazing listings in miami beach so it's a double take right in-house and then as a general real estate agent and also very important what have you learned i'm curious to learn what have you learned from the rich carlton because i know that the culture they have it's it's it's, it's very 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 unique so it's mm -hmm. not only a, a, a pre-construction and development it's, it's, it's in the sense of the company for me i would like to learn that i just want to say good morning to Carlos, Laura, uh, Laura, Sebastian, David, Andrea, Lina, George, and, uh, and keep going, all the people that we have uh, here today. So, Darren, let's start with that. Be let's start from the general, then we go into in-house sales, and then general. Okay. Right? Let's get started right there. With what have you learned in general working for four years with the real Rich Carlton, the uh culture? You know their culture, their 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 motto, and and what this brand truly lives by is ladies and gentlemen servicing ladies and gentlemen. And before you see that, if you look at their credo, and if you learn, if you dig in about Marriott International, the Ritz Carlton, and their brand that's lasted over a century, mm -hmm. you hear that and you smile. But you live that and you understand. There are ladies and gentlemen that are servicing this building and there are ladies and gentlemen that are here for the individuals that are coming to this particular brand and this particular product. Mm -hmm. uh, the expectation of the clientele that I've dealt with over my whole career and specifically within this building, they have a higher level of expectation because of the brand, because of that crown, because of the logo and because of what they've experienced globally. Any Ritz Carlton that you go in you know that you're going to have an exponential level of service that is unlike anything else. Now, living here and what I've learned over these last four years, this isn't just another condominium building. This is a location. This is a lifestyle. And this is a brand behind that truly speaks. And, and, and it, it just it lists everything on a volume of standpoint that what is the Ritz-Carlton and what their lifestyle is truly all about. So I'm curious because... 
Correct me if I'm wrong. You have over, as I said, not only you work with the Ritz Carlton, you're a general real estate agent. And correct me if I'm wrong, you have more than $200 million in listings. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. So how do you translate? And we're going to talk about your, your, you know, your flagship listing, but how have you, what have you learned from the Ritz that you can translate to general real estate? You know, it's unlike a condominium building and, you know, name any condominium building that's a vertical tower. Mm -hmm. Vertical tower is going to have a certain floor plan coming from a certain floor plate mm -hmm. at a different level in the building. Of course, you have the penthouses. Of course, you're going to have a lot of bells and whistles like any new building has. The difference about this building is that we're horizontal. We are six different sections of this particular building. We have 68 different floor plans, like I mentioned. And anyone that's coming in the building, you really triage this person to find out what's important to them. But more importantly, to answer your question, what is important to their lifestyle? What, what, where can you, where, where can you say lifestyle translates, whether it's a Ritz Carlton or lifestyle, whether it's the Venetian Islands, wherever that is, everyone comes with a story, okay. a story. And what, how do you translate that into when you are getting those flagship high-end listing, the 15, the 16 million dollar listings. How do you trade your client differently because of what you learn in these four years? You know, it's you know, individuals come in. So let's let's say that if you have you know a 20 million dollar listing in a condominium building versus a 20 million dollar listing on the water. Okay. Person's lifestyle is unique. Somebody is looking for the ability to have a level of service to where they know that they can go to a ballet, they can go to the restaurant, they can go to the general manager and have XYZ done. Okay. You have the individual that has a single family home, maybe it's on the water, maybe they're a boater, maybe there's something about that lifestyle to where specifically to them, you know how to cater to their needs and you also know how to cater to them during the selling process itself. The okay, so let's stay right there, which is, that's what's important to the people that are attending today and that are gonna watch the Miami Real Estate Show later, right? So how do we, how do you identify what you learned through the through through those first years? How do I identify and how to cater to those people? What is it specifically important for them? Very simple. So, okay. if the real estate professionals out there, very simple. Listen. Okay. Okay. listen. Just listen. Exactly. Because we're selling we're selling a box, right? Whether it's a small box, a big box, a waterfront box, a high box, high and sky box, mm -hmm. we're selling a box. Listen to what that individual is looking for. What is what's important to them? If they visualize walking into the perfect home, it's an investment, it's a lifestyle, but it's also a home. Mm -hmm. So at the door, they turn the cameras off, and the realtor's gone, and the, the dust is settled. They're individuals, they're human beings, they're in a home, they have a lifestyle, they have a life, and it's everything about them what makes them unique. However much money they have, they're just like us whatever makes them unique in their own specific life. That's what we as professionals need to understand. Whether you're selling a $50,000 house in, in Iowa, where I'm from, <laughs> or you're selling a $50 million house, you know, not too many of them, but they're, they're certainly down here. You can right. get the idea here in, uh, in South Florida. So look what Darren said, listen, listen. And Darren, you've worked in coaching with us, right? And, and that's, that's the key, the, the key to this business is to understand, if you listen to your client, two things are gonna happen. They are going to tell you, make your job easier, what to sell them. They're telling you. And number two, also, they're gonna make it much easier because they're going to tell you how to sell them. Very, very simple. People don't buy from you because they understand yes. you. People buy from you because they feel understood. And the only way to do that is by what Darren said. You need to listen. Listen, listen, listen. They're going to tell you what and how to sell them. Exactly right. And it's, you know, over the course of my career and over the course of yours and all the shows that you've done, and the people you've talked to and the people you've coached, anybody in this profession goes from getting a piece of paper that says you're legal to practice this business in the state of wherever you're at mm -hmm. to the next step. They say, cool, I have this paper, I put it down. I want to go on a sell on the ultra high end. Everybody wants to sell in luxury. <laughs> and in order to get there, you have to understand that whoever you're speaking to, they have 20 other people speaking to them saying, spend your money on this. Okay. You know, the high end, they have people telling them all day long how they should spend their money. Right. Like going back to your point, you need to understand what's important to that individual. Uh, treat them just like anybody else and uh, find out what's important. Exactly. So now 
let's go to your listings. And now you're talking the high end. Everybody want to uh, sell the, the luxury uh, homes and the, the flag flagship properties. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you have a couple of, you know, one in the Venetian Island, which is one of my favorite areas in Miami. My favorite area for vacation, uh, it's in Coral Gables where I live, but in, on, for vacation is Surfside, which is very close to where you are. You're in mid-beach, right? Yeah. So Surfside is a little bit north of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other area that I truly like a lot for houses is the Venetian Islands, right? And uh, you have a very, very nice property there. I think it's like over $60 million. It is, yes. Uh, so it's 35 East Delito. Okay. Which, you know, anybody that's online can go to 35EastDelito.com. They can get all the information about the property. A 3D virtual tour, it's important these days. Mm -hmm. Photos, videos, everything is on there. That the reason I mentioned this this uh, uh, property, Darren, is I, I get questions from a lot of agents, right? That we coach and Orlando, how do I promote my property? How do I make sure that I create the right traffic? How do I present the right marketing plan for my sellers? So, mm -hmm. what are you doing right now that's working for you in terms of marketing, in terms of traffic, and in terms of of satisfying your clients' needs, your sellers? Yeah, today, today is, you know, it's, it's absolutely a necessity to have a video of the property and also a 3D virtual tour that comes along with the floor plan. Mm -hmm. uh, these were features and, and benefits that I was working on before from a marketing standpoint, long before we actually needed a 3D virtual tour. Well, now we need a 3D virtual tour and really any property because to take that next step for individuals that may not be in Miami Beach, that may not be able to travel down to South Florida, we still need to do business and we need to think outside of the normal box. Mm -hmm. How are we going to sell this particular property? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting to that point, I don't care if it's a $16 million home, if it's a million dollar home, try to get a 3D virtual tour. They're not that expensive. There's companies that are out there that are doing it and they're generally turned around pretty quick. Yep. Yep. So in terms of, and very important, Remember, guys, according to NRA, National Association of Realtors, 92% of buyers and sellers will start doing the search either for the house or for the agent online first. So yeah. having a virtual right uh, tour of a house or a condominium is going to make it much, much easier and get their attention. Remember, marketing, it's all about first getting your potential client's attention. And usually when we joke about, joke about right, Darren, the, the typical... A postcard from a real estate agent is the, the picture, your profile, from 87 years ago, right? Yeah. Yep. Right? So there's no attention grabbing. And, and the beautiful thing about your property, whether it's a half a million dollar property or a $60 million property, it gets their attention. And especially if you have the flagship uh, properties, I mean, they get featured for free by huge publications. You're so right. make sure you have the high definition pictures and definitely the virtual tour, which is even more engaging. What we want is the engagement from the clients. Yep. And, you know, immediately after that, as soon as they've gone through the bells and the whistles, once your phone rings, my advice number two, I think I said this on our three years ago, <laughs> answer your phone. That's what we're supposed to do. If you're a real estate professional, you answer your phone, you're in the wrong job. So let's get past that. Let's say you answer your phone. If you answer the phone, you need to know even more so today than ever before is a very specific statistical analysis of why your home is priced the way it is. And the other homes are priced the way they are, or they have sold the way that they have sold. If you don't know that, you're dead immediately. Very competitive business these days because chances are the person who has gone through your pictures, looked at your profile online, which they will, and then they pick up the phone and they actually call you because they're interested. Chances are they probably don't have another realtor, so it's a good question to ask that. Yep. They want to know if you know what they already know. If you don't have the expectation that they know more than you already, you might be dead in the water again. So that's, uh, you know, these are simple lessons, but you know, if I ever have the opportunity to be on your show, people ask me all the time. So give them the same answers I do all the time, which are pretty simple. Right. So look at what Darren said. It's all about the statistical analysis, becoming an expert. Buyers and sellers are not looking for a salesperson. They are looking for a person that is an expert, consultation. Anybody can quote unquote sell a property or show a property, but very few people understand and know, have the specialized knowledge about a very specific area. And that's what we say area in coaching, and you know that it's a, who makes more money, the general doctor or the specialist? Right. The specialist, right? So that's exactly what you need to become an specialist in your areas. And the beautiful thing about this, Darren, is that, and even if you sell a $300,000 property, 
it is a nine thousand dollar commission. Yeah, it's a look, look very, 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 very high risks, very, very high rewards. Exactly. Uh, you know, I have a I have a showing today at uh, at four o'clock in, in in a newer building here in the, uh, the Miami area. So before going to the showing, which is the second showing, I've identified that there are ten true com uh, comps within that particular building to this particular residence. So what I did is I'm not just going to go in and say, you should listen to me and you should buy from me because it's me. No, I'm already walking in the door with him. So I've already sold myself right twice. Mm -hmm. What I need, what I know now is when what I've done the homework last night is now I know each and every detail about all 10 of those comparables in the building, every single one of them. Why did it sell for this? Why does it go for this? What's included in this? What makes the other one different from the other? That's very important. And, you know, in and being able to present this today without reading off of a piece of paper is even more so important. Because okay, you so look at what, what I got here, because I wasn't going to make an example. I don't know if you've seen this before. <laughs> I'm really? a person right here. All right. Yeah. So he said, you know, a piece of paper. Imagine going to the doctor, Darren, and said, doctor, you know, I have a pain in my elbow. And the doctor goes, a pain where in the, el let's see, elbow. <laughs> Uh, you know, head, chest, uh, elbow. Okay, el elbow. Okay, tell me about the elbow. Uh -huh. You trust that doctor, of course, yeah. right? So, <laughs> Darren, what's that? And even if it is a three hundred thousand dollar property, again, you're making more money than many doctors, right mm -hmm. there, with that with, in, in one transaction, right? So, imagine going to the doctor and the doctor looking for answers in a book. You need to know that information. Darren, Darren knows the in, the importance of having that information. He doesn't need to tell. The client, how good how good he is, he's showing them yeah. how much of an expert he is. Very good point, Darren. Very, very good point. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. All right. Anything else? By the way, six things, guys. Six things at least that you need to know if you're going to a condominium or a community. Six very, very basic things. You need the more you know, the better. But these six things, please write it down. Number one, you need to know the number of properties for sale. If you're looking showing a three-bedroom unit, you need to know how many three-bedroom units are for sale. Number one, average price. Number two, average price per square foot, mm -hmm. highest for sale, lowest for sale, and days on the market. That's the basic information. If you don't know that, there's no way we can show that client that we're experts. Yeah, because they can go to their phone, they can look on Zillow, they'll tell, tell them that in seconds. Exactly. Any any other information there and you look for other than these six things, number of properties for sale, average price, average price per square foot, highest, lowest for sale, and days on the market. Anything mm -hmm. else you look for? Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, to your point in terms of looking at a per square foot standpoint is I think you need to know, you know, when the property sold. Uh, it's, that's a very important uh, time. And in terms of how long, they, like you said, how long they've sat on the market. But mm -hmm. then you look at what's actually sold. And I think pe what people are looking for now is that what was the original price and what's the delta between the original price, between the final sales price? Because they're going to look at that percentage and say, OK, well, there's been three units that, that have been sold in the last 180 days. The average delta was 20%, right? Less mm -hmm. percent off. Let's take my current list price of, of the subject property. Let's go for a 20% discount because when I'm going as the selling agent, which here's another tip okay. as the selling agent, once you're walking with an offer in your hand, woohoo, you got an offer. Okay. Now you need to go tell a story to the listing agent because that listing agent has to tell a story to the seller of why you're giving an offer at X, Y, and Z. Don't just forward a PDF that's signed and cross your fingers. You have to sit down, think, write, give an actual reason and a story and, and cite, here are the reasons why that I'm giving you an offer for this specific number. So you Very mentioned important. the word story. Please, guys, understand that as Darren said, all right, Darren, I mean, you got to become a coach in the company now. All right. As Darren <laughs> said, all right. Very important. It's you just can't hand an offer to the selling agent. You both are working together. You both want to close the deal, and most likely you both are working the same amount of money. If not, if you're the buyer's agent, you're making more. So you want to be able to tell a story, right? And selling is telling a story that paints a better picture of the future from where you are today. That's it. That's selling. It's painting a better picture of the future. And you need to sell that to the selling agent so the selling agent can sell it to the seller. That's a great point, Darren. I yeah. love that one, man. <laughs> I want to see people successful. I mean, it's uh, really, it's, you know, there's there's a lot of individuals out there that I've met over the uh, now 
13 years that I've been doing this who start to forget the core competencies of what we actually do for a living. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not just driving a BMW or it's not getting your first Rolex or thinking that you're selling properties right? Yeah. by posting on Instagram that you're something maybe that unfortunately I'm sorry to say, but you're not right. really understanding what this business is all about. Right. And you know, we've, you said it and I've said it before and everyone knows there's, there's, there's a, there's a high reward once we actually are successful in this business. Right. If you're willing to work for that high reward, so chances are somebody is going to work harder than you and they're going to beat you out. Yeah. And, and by the way, if you go back a little bit more than three years, when I first had Darren on the show, he talked about his beginnings in this business. And your first year, Darren, uh, please remind the, the audience about this. And now if you want to start asking questions, I think we got we got to almost a half an hour mark. So now if you want to ask any questions, be more than glad. I know Luke has a question here, which I'm going to address. Uh, but your beginnings, beginnings in this business was all about rentals, right? Rentals, yeah. Can you, rem- can you remind and, and, and take the audience through, through your process in your first year in the business? When yeah. you moved from Ohio or Chicago, you moved from Chicago, right, first? I moved down here from Chicago, but I'm from Ohio, born and so, so, uh, so yeah, no, it's look, I, I work for a, for a major company. I work for a global organization with Johnson & Johnson. I came down from Chicago, you know, you know, a little bit of chip on my shoulder saying, okay, cool. I've got J&J figured out. I bought and sold some of my own places. I'm going to figure out South Florida second. Well, unfortunately, I did not. And I had a, you know, a big taste of humble pie. Mm-hmm. And where I did get my beginning was uh, I was fortunate to have worked very hard and somebody had seen that I'd worked hard. They gave me 10 listings in a rental building, okay? 10 rental listings, averaging from $900 a month to $1,800 a month. And, you know, I worked my tail off. I did 30-some rentals in that particular building. Many of those people turned to buyers. And, you know, that's really where I learned, you know, the true uh, foundation in terms of how to operate in this business, in this particular environment. Right. Understanding the actually... You know, visual, the physical square footage, right? Most agents don't understand the different floor plans in a building, the condo association, the process of getting approved, what a thousand two hundred feet a square feet means in a building, amenities, right? Access to different uh, places in the building, all those things we need to learn before we do the transition to buyer's agent. And then once we have that confidence, because we're not selling real estate, what we're selling is confidence. And the only way we develop that confidence is going through the process, a little bit of rentals. The sooner you can get into buyer's agent, the better, and then build slowly but surely your listing business. How many listings do you work in a year? You have over $200 million in listings, Darren. So what's your percentage, buyers to listings? Uh, I mean, right now I'm, I'm heavy on listings, which right. uh, which, which obviously with the uh, Ritz-Carlton, there are several listings here, so it's going to be a bit heavier. But I got to tell you, you know, looking down at, at my legal pad, you know, I still do things kind of old school way, even though my team doesn't want me to. Okay. You know, there's 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 several. My iPad, man, is so faster. I have, uh, you know, I have, I have a strong, I have a strong backbone right now of people that are looking to buy. It's a, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting time in the market right now. No right. deal is easy. I don't care if you're doing a rental, which. I just had to, you know, claw through a uh, through a rental that I just got, uh, just got approved this week. But uh, now it's, uh, you know, there's there's not a lot of urgency out there as people think that because there's so much inventory that's there. So, you know, you, you got to each in each property. If you have one buyer that's looking at ten properties, they're going to narrow that down for some way, shape, or form, whatever is important to them. But you have to really get to the point to understand why is this property the one for them? Give them a reason. You know, they they're looking for a reason as well. And they're they're coming to you, whoever's out there listening, they're coming to you specifically because they trust your judgment. Yeah. So I want to make a very good point again to uh, to what Darren said. There's not a huge sense of urgency. Now I want to add to that that over 22 years in this business, that's coaching over 8,500 agents, we've learned that, or I've never met Darren, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you have a different perspective a buyer that truly, truly needed to buy ever. And I don't think it's going to ever exist because they have three options, right? Stay where they are, pay for a similar property, renting a similar property instead of buying, right? Yeah. Right, which is cheaper in the in the short term mm-hmm. or if you're a foreigner, stay in a hotel. So buyers really don't need to buy, no. right? However, sellers, because, you know, got married, got divorced, 
have kids, kids go to college, they need to, you know, they move, need to move closer to uh, to the office, they get, you know, transferred to another city. Sellers, usually under $2 million, need to sell because they can afford or qualify for a second mortgage. So that's why it's so important to work with listings. That's one of the reasons. Free marketing is another reason. And the most important one is leverage. You can't work with five buyers in one day. It's just impossible. No. But you can have five, 10, 15, 20, 30 listings at the, at the time. You're exactly right. All right. So uh, I have a question from Luke. And whatever questions you guys have, I'll be more than glad to uh, to answer them. Again, I want to say well, uh, welcome. Marcus, I didn't say Mark. Uh, welcome to Benjamin. Uh, said right on target, right on point. Uh, Darren, Luke says, what is your statistical checklist you go through? My statistical <laughs> checklist in terms of specific, like, and specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, when, when you want to... Uh, make an argument right on terms of uh, the value of the property or the price that you want to set on a property. I, I talk about the six things, right, that I just mentioned. In your okay. Book, anything else? So, so, okay, so, so since you touched on a condominium, I'll switch that to a single family home. Okay. Single family home, let's say we talked to Venetian because we brought that up. So my statistical checklist would be, uh, you know, A, what's what's sold in the area that's comparable? Is it on the water or it's on the, or it's not on water? Let's say it's on the water. So now we've narrowed down that search. Kind of like, you know, um, what's car, uh, Carfax, you know, have all the cars going on a blue and I'm a red or whatever, and it kind of narrows it down. So you need to look at today, I think what you need to look at is what's the value of the land? What's the value of the structure? Mm -hmm. What are the replacement costs that an insurance company would provide? Or what would be a, re a replacement cost if you were to tear the house down and build a brand new house? Mm -hmm. And there's obviously a cost of time. Time is, is very subjective because two years of time to somebody versus two years of time to somebody else there's no true value to that. It's always to that person. So if I'm going to price a home out, I need to have the understanding is what's the dirt worth? What's the box worth? And then what is the time worth from a market value, right? Mm -hmm. Because a seawall is going to cost X amount. It's a hundred thousand dollars seawall. Mm -hmm. In order to go through the process to get the seawall, there's an actual, there's going to be uh, an addition to that. So is it $50,000, $200,000? I don't know. It depends what the market is. You know, I think if, if that's helpful to uh, Luke to answer the question, mm -hmm. that would be a, you know, a statistical checklist of when we're not looking at a home. Obviously, what's inside the house makes a big difference on how it was finished. Mm -hmm. uh, waterfront house on the Venetian Islands right now, I'd say from a conservative standpoint, you're probably spending anywhere around 600 to $650 per square foot. That's mm -hmm. what hard and soft costs. Okay. And I think, think that would be kind of your conservative amount. You have certainly have homes in there with higher levels to where they're going to get to the seven to eight hundred dollars a square foot. Um, construction isn't cheap these days, uh, so uh, you know costs have uh, have certainly gone up. The amount that you're looking in terms of what FEMA requires, how high the house has to be built, that's another statistical uh, point that we have to check. Because if I'm selling a home that was built say early two thousands with a seven foot elevation versus a home that was just built today that's a 10 foot elevation, or there's even one developer in town that's building 14 feet. There's a value to that. So if you look statistically wise, somebody's gonna buy a house, they're probably not gonna keep it for six months. You may keep it for six years, code's gonna change. So there's, a, there's certainly a value to that. You see how, how important those little details make? Who makes more money, the general doctor or the specialist? Look, even at the level, right? Five, seven feet, 10 feet. When he's talking and now the setter is what? It's, is looking at the, he didn't talk about his experience of Douglas Settlement, which is one of the biggest companies in the country. That might come in the conversation later. But at the end of the day, they also have, the seller has the option to hire somebody else from the same company. So you got to make the point that you are the expert and that's the only way to do it. Now, uh, in terms, I think there's another question. Uh, what was the deal you did? Oh, Benjamin says, what was the deal you did in the past 13 years that you were the most proud of and why? That's a good question, Benjamin. Oh, there you go. Making my job much easier. And hello, my friend, Benjamin. Thanks for watching, Benjamin. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great dude. Uh, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, I would say, I mean, there, look, there's there's been several. I can't really nail one out, but there's one that I just did last year that made me feel really good. Uh -huh. It was probably the best overall deal that mm -hmm. I've ever gotten anyone. And how did I know this? Is because once it closed and hit the MLS, my phone rang about 10 times within that next hour. Okay. I had, you know, I had colleagues of mine that are, that are peers and have been doing the business a long time. And their question was, 
how did you do that deal? So why? Well, explain to take me through the process. Why? Well, it, you know, there's there's a lot of factors, right? There's a situation with the seller, of course. There always is. There was a situation with the buyer, which there always is. And okay. the situation with the buyer was fortunately the guy that I represented. And that guy happened to be a friend of mine and a longtime client of mine. Okay. I had no idea was interested in buying a house. Okay. Uh, we did a charity event uh, about a month before and just chit-chatting. And he's there and they get the question all the time. How's the real estate market doing? So answered the question. We just had a conversation. So fast forward, a house and an opportunity came up two doors down from actually, excuse me, no, it was next door from the first deal that we ever did together. I rented him a house in Venetian. Uh-huh. An opportunity came up next door where the house basically looks just like it, right? So I went to him and I said, I know you're not looking for a house, which if you you know look, there's some books out there that tell you that's actually, that's that's like number one. You do the big way approach, right? There's, there's my hands. So you say, I know that this is not for you. However, here's the deal. And I told my story. And here's the story that I told, and I went through all of the numbers. Here's the reason why this is where they're at. If you're able to get it at this point, which I did my homework and I knew that he could, he came in and he made an offer, a very strong offer uh, at $7 million. And he said, I'm gonna close in 10 days and that's it. So fast forward, we almost lost the deal twice. We ended up getting the deal, he closed. He made money that day that he closed. And to answer Benjamin's question, my long answer, his short question was that I made my client money the day he closed, which he's also a friend of mine. So that made me pretty proud. Very good. Very good. And a $7 million property. Hmm. It's a, it's a great, great, big, big, huge transaction, especially when you're done with a friend, right? Yeah. And he lives there now and he's happy. And he, you know, it's every time I go there, he's got a big smile on his face. Well, of course, man. And you made it happen. Mm-hmm. There you go. So next question, Adriana says, how do you transaction from working with renters to high-end real estate? That's a very good question. That is a very good question. And, you know, you know, really depending upon, I mean, everybody at some point, if you're speaking to somebody, if you're doing a rental, um, always have that thought in your mind is that this per- person can trans, uh, transition into being a buyer. They're renting for a reason and people want to buy for a certain reason. Again, back to you know, listening, find out a little bit more about their life, their situation, what their plans are. Mm-hmm. Ask a question. Don't just focus on what's in front of you. You got to think about, you know, okay, we're doing a 12-month lease. Where do you see yourself after this? Mm-hmm. That's a good question to ask. Instead of saying, hey, thanks for the lease. I'm going to go c- uh, collect my check. And I'm going to Time out. What you just said is great. What is your long-term plan after 12 months, right? That's exactly what you said? Yeah, yeah, after 12 months. How many times real estate agents ask during a rental transaction the prospective tenant that question? That is a great one. That is a great, great question. There, please keep going. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. So I think it's you know to learn and then understand in terms of where, where their next steps are because their next steps are if you're doing a rental for five thousand dollars a month hypothetically, you know, find out what they do for a living. Chances are. In the next year, if they're doing better in their business, if they don't want to buy something, you just have to really understand what the story is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in luxury real estate, I think was her question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, to, 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 to high end real estate. Huh? High end real estate. High end real estate is very subjective. You know, right. high end real estate could be a million dollars. Right. Iowa, a million dollars. I mean, you could buy you know half a block. <laughs> right. right. So I, I think it's a it, that's a, a question to really understand is uh, you know where you know where are people going to go in that next twelve months, and also. How many other friends and family are going to be moving down too? Because you know, chances are they're going to want something as well. At the end of the day, it's increasing. So what we explain in coaching is that there is a very small circle, right? That very small circle is the, your friends and family. But that circle of, of potential buyers and seller, uh, it, it's going, you're going to run out of those people very, very, very quick. Within usually within the first eight to twelve month in business, right? So yeah. what you need to make sure is what Darren is asking, asking, okay, who do you know? What are your plans? So you can expand. If you serve that first small circle well, your friends and family, they're going to refer you other people. And you do exactly the same. And then with enough money, they go to the third circle, which is doing business with people that you don't know, but people that know you. And that's only done through marketing. Correct. All about marketing. And, and, And Darren, now that we're talking about marketing, you do a lot of marketing. Uh, you have you, you've been, you appear in many different shows uh, on C, C, CBS. Uh, tell me about the experience on being on TV 
and, and what that has brought you in terms of new clients or the, the, the way it's easier for you now to close those clients because now you have the authority, right? The celebrity status. Can you tell, tell me about that? And then we'll go into the teams before they close, we close the, uh, the interview. You join one of the biggest, if not the biggest team in the United States, and we're going to close on that. But let's talk about what marketing has done for you. Because we always say in coaching, we are not in the real estate business. We are in the marketing business. So let's talk a little bit about marketing, Darren. Okay, so here's a, this is a, a very recent real life story. And mm -hmm. I touched on before about, you know, whether the people are checking you out because they, they will check you out before, before they get into a car, before they meet you at a property. Mm -hmm. So I had a call um, in from one of my own listings. Uh, it was a premier Zillow call. Uh, got a chance to speak to the people and know what they were looking for, met them, showed them a couple houses. And we were over on North Bay Road. And on North Bay Road, we get out of the car. This is the first house we show on North Bay Road. And we start talking about the neighborhood and how nice it was and beautiful and manicured. And I started to point out a couple homes on North Bay Road. This is where this celebrity lived. This is where this. And, and then he stopped me and he said, you know what? He was like, I know who lives at that house. And I, and I said, okay, why? And he said, because I saw your video online. You were explaining just the same thing that you just explained us. Yeah. He said, that's why I, I knew that you would know this area. Yeah. So it's a, you know, that's, that's a, that's a real life story of, you know, from a marketing standpoint is that you put things out there like that, you know, unfortunately, if you can get onto shows like the Orlando Montiel show, which is, <laughs> then those, uh, they, they definitely survive. And yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's, it, it's good to see marketing working. Yeah. For sure. And here's the thing, here's a, a, an advice, not even a tip, an advice, uh, some marketing strategies work faster than others, right? There's direct, direct response like Facebook campaigns, et cetera, Zillow. Just real quick, they're gonna, you're going to get the leads really, really uh, fast. But some others like videos, for example, which to me are the number one because not only uh, – not only you can say, show what you, what, uh, uh, how much of an expert you are, but they can sense it, the, your tonality, the way you communicate, where you're pro projecting on camera. Unfortunately, there's not that much competition because most people are afraid of talking in front of a camera, right? But those videos that we make, like Darren mentioned, those are, you're planting seeds that are going to be working for you 24-7 for many years to come. You're right. So, so the power, I hope you understand, for those of you who are willing to do so, to understand the power of video, right? Because you portray, actually, you truly become the expert you have, you, you, you say you are because you don't want to be a fool. So you actually prepare for those videos, all right? So look at it, what, what Darren said about, about that. Yeah, you had something to say? Yeah, I was going to say this, you know, from a multimedia standpoint, and I have to, uh, you kept saying, you know, video and and you know, get on video. So um, my marketing director right now, which uh, I don't know if she wants me to say her name or not, so I won't, because <laughs> uh, she's in the office with me, but I will, will say in all sincerity, uh, she, my marketing has changed dramatically, I'd say over the last few months, uh, whether it be from a social media standpoint, from an electronic presentation standpoint, from a video standpoint. You know, all of these are, are vital in the industry right now. Instagram is very important to get fixated on Instagram. I don't know that I'm going to give a hundred percent direction for somebody. One thing I will say is, you know, diversification, just like we hear from our financial advisors from a stock portfolio, diversify your marketing because not everyone is going to be on, on Instagram or Facebook or emails or text. You need to have a, a very well-rounded approach. And uh, my, uh, my, my marketing director that's, that's, that's here in the office, she's mm -hmm. <laughs> very good and i won't mention her name either all right and in coaching we talk about and, and, and darren went through it it's the four four quadrants of marketing right and the idea and i'm going to explain to the uh, that to you right now the idea is to be in the four of them right you start with email marketing it's the cheapest one and the one that everybody uses now the argument mm -hmm. there and people say yeah but not but most people don't read the email and they said email marketing is not for people to read it email marketing is for people to see your name because like one of our colleagues, right, and top agents in Miami, uh, uh, Riley Smith says, you know, yeah, they delete the email, but before they delete it first, they have to see it. Got it? And every single person you know, right, has emails, right? Now, second quadrant of marketing is social media. And Darren said, you know, I'm not that convinced with Instagram, but you should be in that platform. The same thing with Facebook, YouTube, 
and then online marketing. So you have email marketing, it's four quadrants, email marketing number one, then you go into social media from the cheapest to the most expensive one, right? Social media, then you go to online marketing, Google ads, retargeting, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then the most expensive one, which is offline marketing, right? postcards, magazines, et cetera. So the idea is like diversification. I wanna use uh, Darren's uh, word diversification, right? Which is when they go into their email, they see you. When they go into social media, they see you. When they go online, they see you. When they open their mailbox, they see you. When they open a magazine, they see you. It's all about frequency and consistency. Remember this, guys. People need to hear from you many times before they buy from you. Got right. it? Important. Point, you, had, you had a point? You had a comment, uh, Darren? Uh, I was thinking there was, a, there was another realtor. This was not me, but uh, I did hear the story once is that uh, he went to go show a house and this is a guy that you know put out a ton of marketing that's out there and he opened the door and the owner's child was at the door and the child looked up and he's like, you're the guy that I always see in the mailbox. <laughs> I thought to myself, I'm like, that marketing is working. You see? <laughs> exactly. Got it. So and, and sometimes, unfortunately, agents say, you know what? I sent a couple of uh, postcard campaigns and it didn't work. You know, it's all about frequency and consistency. And you don't know exactly when it's going to work. What you know is a long term, it will work. It will work. If not, you know, all these agents, we have an agent that sends 3,000 postcards per week. Why? It's working, right? We have an agent that spends over $60,000 a month on Zillow. Why? Because it's working. We yeah. say that everything, everything works, guys, if we know how to use it. That's the key. So Carolina asked a question before we go into the team uh, question that I have for you. Some buyers are waiting for the prices to crash. Do you think we will experience a recession again? What argument do you use with those who are waiting for a hypothetical scenario of a low price? Darren. It's a, look, it's a great question, Carolina. And, you know, I honestly, I wish I had the exact answer on whether we're going to have a recession again. I don't know. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not here to be, you know, an expert or a financial analyst to sit here and say whether we're going to have a recession again. You know, very clearly we're in a point of the market right now that there's a lot of uncertainty and uncertainty itself could, you know, could make people think that we're going to be in a recession because chances are nobody knows what's going to happen the next day. You know, how do I counteract that? Because I do have these questions every single day is we have to find out what's important to this person. You know, wh where is their level of interest? Where is their need for the investment? Do they want to wait for the bottom to come? Do they want to wait for, you know, a, a situation that's going on in the world today to cause prices to tumble? Well, the conversation that I've been having recently is as follows, is that people are looking for the next level of pricing, right? So where is that next level of pricing? And my answer to them simply is to say, if you can show me that level of closed sales that are going to elicit and show and give you a comp analysis of the pricing that you're seeking, AKA 50% off is what many people are looking for. As soon as we start to see that data come out, then we can have that conversation about where's the new price level at. But we haven't seen that yet. You know, I've seen some data that showed stronger quarters when it comes, or stronger numbers when it's come to homes that were under contract or homes that were, you know, getting to the point that we're going under contract. You know, these are, this is real data that's out there. So. Well, no one knows if we're going to be in a recession or not. I certainly don't. No one knows in terms of when the prices are going to turn around. I unfortunately don't as well. I do know, um, however, that we're in a place in this country where people want to be. And I know one thing for sure, come towards the end of the year, come around fourth quarter, it's not going to be cold here, but it's going to be cold in other places. And what I've seen people do at this time now that, they have some time to think and they're preparing to where they actually have some time to travel. These people who have the capability or may have been on the fence of, do I come to South Florida? Do I not come to South Florida? These are the times that these individuals are starting to make choices mm -hmm. and we make sure that we focus on all of everything that we've talked about so far. It's as soon as these people are ready to make a choice, we need to have that right data for them so we can help them make that choice. Exactly. So I'm going to answer. That's the way we train our agents specifically in this situation. Whether you're listening to this today live or maybe two years from now, oh, that's here to go. There's still all oh, you. That I know you're a dog lover. He's been with all you right. for a long time. <laughs> when they knock at my door at the wrong time, of course. 
All right, so here's the point. This is the way I want to answer the objections from buyers and sellers when the market is going down, regardless of the situation, if they think that the market is going to crash, right? So if you're talking to a buyer, these are the two critical uh, points that I want to make. Number one, I don't know how the market is going to beha behave. And whatever I tell you or anybody else tell you, it's telling you it's just speculation. Nobody knows. If anybody knows, that person is already a multi-billionaire. And even so, that is so we don't know. So since we don't know, the next question is, all right, where do you think we're headed? And what's your need? What is it exactly that you want to accomplish? And if you're talking to residential buyers, usually it's not about a financial decision or best uh, price point. It's buying what they feel where a they, they're buying a home, usually not an investment. So the question, and by the way, I had a broker that I coached two weeks ago. He, uh, planned, you know, uh, explained it this way, and he got the two offers accepted, one for 12 and the one for 50% discount. So he's asking the buyer, Mr. Buyer, how much you think properties are going to go down? And they say, let's say 15%. Okay, since we already find you that property, the one that you wanted, but you are scared, you're, you're hesitant to make an offer for the listing price, and you think properties are going to go down 15%, hey, let's put an offer of 20%, so you have even more cushion. You exactly. found what you're looking for, right? So let's put it for 20%. What's going to happen? Most likely, they're not going to accept it, but if they do, you got what you wanted at a much lower price. At the end of the day, what are you looking for, an investment or a home? And if we can find that home for the right price, right? Are you willing to put an offer for that? We want just the buyer to commit. And if they want to do it for 20, 20% down, listen, sellers are, you know, are smart too. And there are many sellers that need to sell. Most likely, or maybe it will get uh, approved, that offer. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but that is a way we can navigate that objection. Now, coming from sellers, from sellers that say, listen, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen to the market. I'd rather wait or take my property off the market. There are three very important questions. Number one, Mr. Seller, can you sell your property? If you What's your main goal? Your goal is what? To sell the property, right? So yeah. can you sell it if you take it off the market? Yes or no? You can't, right? Number two, so if you think you think properties are going to go down or up, if they say because of the market they're going to go down, okay, I might, might agree with that. You think there are going to be more properties for sale or fewer properties for sale? Most likely they're going to tell you more properties for sale. So if you think... You're telling me that properties are going to go down and there's going to be more competition, right? Why would you want to wait until we arrive to that situation? Why wouldn't you want to sell right now where you have fewer competition and higher market uh, prices? Exactly. Right? Now, handling objections doesn't mean that they're always going to agree with you. But now you have something concrete, logical, that makes sense, right, to help your client, buyer or seller, take action. That's all. All right? Precisely. All right. Um, so Carolina says exactly. Thank you very much. Thank you, Carolina. I think you. I know who you are exactly because we have a very dear, good friend, Carolina Rodriguez, and especially uh, her brother. And I think this is the Carolina that I'm talking about. Hmm. Uh, Darren, just to finalize the, uh, uh recently, less than a year ago, I believe so, correct me if I'm wrong, you joined one of the biggest uh, real estate teams in the country. I did, yes. Uh, Arkham yeah. Angones from New York. Yeah, very fortunate. Uh, Eklund Gomes um, out of New York. Uh, many people do know Frederick Eklund um, from Million Dollar Listing. Mm -hmm. uh, partnered up with uh, John Gomes. Uh, uh, I think the number is about 14 years ago in New York. Uh, they have uh, established, you know, a you know a solid, solid name. You know, not only in New York, they expanded out to LA, and then they finally came down to South Florida, which was their plan all along to create that triangle across the country. Right. And Gomes right now, after they we launched our expansion in March of last year, is um, uh, we had about 70 people across the country in between New York, L.A., and, uh, and South Florida. 2019, we did $2 billion in sales, $2 billion in sales, just our team. So it's, uh, you know, it's exciting to be with a group of, I've never you know, seen, you know, we went down to Tulum in, uh, in December, which seems forever ago, and then we actually traveled to a different country. Um, we went down to Tulum, and we were 70 people strong down in Tulum. You would think that you get five people into a room, chances are five people, especially five realtors with, with uh, type A personalities are going to be uh, button heads. We had the best time, and, uh, it's, you know, I, my hat's off to them, not only for being the professionals that they are, uh, both you know, in real estate and outside in the world with their families. But, you know, to put together and to hand select that many people across the country that all connect and they all connect into one. 
So it's uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been exciting. It's been an exciting ride so far. Yeah. Well, Darren, uh, you know, I get nothing else uh, to say but congratulations one more time. It's always a pleasure uh, to interact with you. Uh, it's been a you know long time uh, business professional relationship. Uh, I've seen you. Your, I've seen your growth uh, not only in terms of productivity, but as a business person, I really, really admire and respect what you've done and what you're doing in South Florida. Uh, the team you've uh, assembled yourself, uh, man, it's an amazing experience. It's always have, it's always nice chatting with you, and working sometimes with your team, uh, you know. And uh, I just, you know, nothing else but thank you, man. Thank you very much for being here today, man. Thank you. That's uh, it means a lot, Orlando. It's uh, you know appreciate the friendship. Look forward to. Uh, the next time and you know each and every time we talk uh, you know honestly I'm honored so thank you very much for having me on the show thank you thank you for being here today by the way Darren was uh, one of the the people in the in the, the ultimate real estate agent book you know back in 2016 right here you can see him all right guys just to close it as always you know this episode of the Miami real estate show brought to you by the real estate black box right the real estate training the lead generation and the lead conversion training to get more buyers and sellers leads. And not only that, but we give you the website, the content, the email marketing automation, the segmentation, everything included, no excuses, right? So hope to see you next week on another episode of the Miami Real Estate Show. One more time, Darren, thank you for being here today. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you very much. Thanks to everybody listening. Thank Bye -bye. you for everything. Oh, but one more thing, Darren. Yes. When can people find out about you? I'm sorry, I forgot about that, man. If they wanna follow you, how can they find out about you? Uh, they could follow me on Instagram at Darren Tansy, D-A-R-A-N-T-A-N-S-Y. Uh, my website, DarrenTansy.com. Okay. Anybody wants to interact uh, directly, give me a call. My number's on there. Happy to talk to you anytime. And for leaders out there, by the way, I'd love to team up with anybody on listings. Uh, Eklund Gomes is my team. You can remain yourself. You, we can go out and we can, uh, we can get some listings together and we can get all the marketing advertising that you want. Beautiful. I like that, man. I like all that guy. All right, guys. So follow Darren in the social media posts. We're going to have the links right here on the interview. Remember to subscribe to the Miami, to Montiel Organization on uh, uh, on YouTube. So you can watch this and all the previous episodes uh, of the Miami Real Estate Show. And until next week, have an amazing, amazing, productive, uh, productive day and week. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Darren.